Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Welcome back to Anchored and Always. Um, I am so excited about today's show. Um, I've really been loving doing um, more and more um, guest spots on the podcast. And so today I have a special guest on my show. And um, Tess is just a really good friend of mine. We met um, years ago in uh, a small group through our church that was actually meeting in our home. And um, her and her husband, started coming to the small group. And, and this particular group was very special because it was at a, a hard season and my husband and, and my marriage that I've talked about on the podcast before. Um, and it was right after we started meeting that Josh went for treatment. And so this group really cemented, cemented very quickly as they helped us through that trial. And so we just all um, got very close and became really good friends. And even though we're not meeting with this group anymore, we've, we've stayed connected, which has been um, amazing. So I had asked uh, Tess to be on the show today because I really love to um, focus on stories, especially with women, um, where, you know, they've gone through some, some trials and some hard things in their life and, and, and maybe had, you know, some mistakes or doubts or fears or, or things that they thought were weaknesses. And, and yet, um, God has brought them through that and is doing just really amazing things in their life. And so Tess has a powerful story like that. And, um, I know that there's women listening today that this is just going to really speak to your heart. So Tess, thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your busy schedule. And if you could just, just take a quick minute here to tell the listener a little bit about yourself, that would be awesome. Hey, Katie, thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast today. I am super excited to share how Jesus is transforming my life presently this year in all sorts of new ways, ways I've been praying about for a long time. Um, And I just am excited to share and encourage those who have been praying the same thing, basically. Yes, yes. I I can't even wait. Um, Obviously, I know a little bit more about it. And so I'm so excited for the listener to hear um, more about your story. So before we actually get to um, to to that test, tell us a little bit about um, about your family and just, you know, what's going on in your life. Right. Like a little bit about who you are, like your family situation right now. Well, I am am a wife. And um, mother to a collective group of six children. So my husband, we're a blended family. My husband had two boys. I had two girls. And then together we had a boy and a girl. And their ages range from 20 to five. So we are in all sorts of different phases of parenting, um, parenting a young adult um, in the best way we can. It's more influence at this point. And then, of course, five-year-old, she's in kindergarten. So um, we're big. We're a big family. We're busy quite a bit, (laughs) 
but um, we're from kind of from Clarksville area. My husband and I both are army brats whose um, dad's retired here. Um, so this is definitely home for us. Um, and my Christian background is I was raised Catholic and um, I would say in my twenties um, after my mom passed away um, at, well, my mom passed away when I was 12. And then um, honestly, I was just mad at God for a lot of years because of that. And then in my twenties, um, after trying to live my life the way I thought I should and finding it a hot mess, um, I finally turned my life over to God. Um, and I've been faithfully serving him for, uh, many years now, um, in my forties now. So, um, yeah, so it's been, it's been a journey. I've been, um, praying for opportunity. You know, once you get, you really turn your life over to God, um, I know like one of the Christian words people like to say is they're on fire for God. And, mm -hmm. and that's really what I was. I was on fire for God and I still am. And, um, what kind of comes out of that, the fruit out of that is wanting to share and serve in any way you can. And to be perfectly honest, there wasn't a lot of opportunity along the way. And I really prayed about it and felt sad at different times, feeling like no doors were opening. Um, and so I just, used that time, um, to really grow myself and heal my broken heart. It's still healing and, um, and wait. And I patiently waited. And, and more recently, I, I'm really starting to see how God is opening some doors and, and providing an opportunity for me to serve other women. Yes. Yeah. So Tess, um, tell me, tell us a little bit about, um, how did, you know, just with your past and, and losing your mom and kind of being a single mom yourself, um, how did those experiences, um, affect your relationship with, with women in your life and, and building relationships with other women? Right. So like I mentioned, my mom passed away when I was 12 and I'm actually from a family of five, four girls and a boy. And my father never remarried and he, um, really just suffered from a broken heart after that. So us kids kind of raised each other. We raised ourselves. Um, but unfortunately what came out of that was, um, this big feeling of abandonment, you know, it was kind of, I felt abandoned by, um, my mom who had passed, of course, no fault of her own. And then by God, I felt like God had abandoned me, um, and really kind of left me to the wolves is what it felt like. And, you know, being in the military, um, there really wasn't an opportunity to build deep relationship with other, you know, other kids, my age, or even coaches or teachers, because we were kind of always moving. Um, and so enter into adulthood and, um, you know, I really just made a mess of it. I, I ended up, um, marrying, um, having two kids. And then that marriage ended in divorce. And I was left feeling even more abandoned, um, really by God and by circumstance. And, and honestly, that's kind of what, what led to, um, me really deciding to turn my life over to God. Cause I remember as a child praying to God and talking to him and it being such a sweet time. So when all life seemed like a mess, I just literally threw myself on the ground and began to pray and ask God to fix my life and nothing real grand happened in that exact moment. Um, but it slowly started to change. Um, and I started, I started gotten involved in a church a non-denominational church, which is a huge step after coming from a life of 
you know, Catholicism, which teaches, you know, you're, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> so entered into this new non-denominational church and God just broke my heart wide open um, and started filling those cavities in my life um, that I didn't know were there. One main one, of course, is that left by my dad, who really was just not emotionally equipped to give me what I needed. And I can just, I, I love to share the story, how much it doesn't seem real sometimes that a God um, that's not tangible can truly fill your heart where your earthly father may have let you down. And that is what God has done for me. Um, and, and it wasn't all great from then. There was just so many bumps along the way. Um, as my relationship began to grow with God, um, my biological family, there started to be division because none of them were serving God. And I'm still walking through that and praying for them. Um, but you know, there was some healing that needed to happen there. Some, some, I guess I, I really just didn't know how to have long lasting rich relationships with other women. And I really internalized it. I thought something's wrong with me is what I thought. What am I doing wrong? Why don't people like me? And through a series of different ministries that I would get involved in or studies that I would do or um, retreats that I would go on, God really started to heal that in my heart and teach me that I wasn't the problem and that I really needed to put myself out there really. Um, and so I just started getting involved in more and more groups. I really believe, you know, I was just, um, planting those seeds, those seeds with other women, um, who would be like sisters for me. And, um, and that kind of brings us to where I am today, where I just really want to give back to other women and, and serve them and love on them, um, in the ways that I have felt lacking in the past. Yes. Oh my gosh, Tess. Yeah, that is just so beautiful um, to just hear a little bit more for, you know, the listener to hear. I knew some of your story, but, you know, I really want them to hear how, um, you know, how you had felt abandoned um, physically with the loss of your mom and and just with how your dad, you know, dealt with it at that time, just with his broken heart. Um, and then, you know, finding turning to Jesus, you know, turning to God instead of running from him. Not that you didn't, you know, make some mistakes as we all do, but ultimately just, you know, finding that, that healing that, that comes from, you know, surrendering to him and, and then just moving forward. And I think we've all had those same fears when, you know, when we have issues, whether it's relationships, you know, with, um, other women or with our families or spouse, you know, we always tend to kind of, what did I do wrong? You know, what's wrong with me? Um, and, and so I think that is, you know, if you're listening today and, and, and you heard Tess say that that's, you know, a very normal response for us to, to kind of, um, wonder what, what did I do wrong? But I think, you know, what Tess said is so important that, um, that there is, there is, nothing wrong with you that God, that God can use your past. He can use your brokenness. Um, he can use your story, uh, but it takes turning to him and surrender as, as Tess was talking about. So Tess, um, tell, tell us a little bit more about what is, what is it that breaks your heart? Like for women, like, what is it that really speaks that God is, you know, using you for that, that speaks to your heart the most? Well, one of the biggest things that I realized was that I was so not alone in how I felt about other women and my relationships with other women. The more I opened up and became vulnerable and started talking about it, um, the more I discovered that 
everyone, a lot of women feel the same way. Um, they desire uh, deeper, richer relationships with other women, but yet feel like, why can't I have it? What's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? And so that really breaks my heart. I don't want anyone to feel the way that I feel have felt in the past um, with respect to feeling like you don't have the kind of friendship and support and love that you want from other women. Um, and that's kind of where um, God has directed my efforts um, and my serving um, towards other women. Yes. Um, so what did that look like? What were some of the, um, the ways that you kind of answered that call, um, you know, in your life for God to just start to reach out and take that bold step? And how, how, how did that feel? Like, um, I feel like it would be scary, you know, but how did that feel for you to, to start answering that call? Well, um, one of them came through forgiveness, um, and, opening my heart to my husband's ex-wife. <laughs> they wow. we've been married for over 10 years and anyone who's um dealt with an ex-wife or an ex-husband knows that even in the best of times there's just disagreement, there's division. And it ha you have to have a concerted effort in forgiveness and working and being flexible. And so, you know, over the course of the 10 years, it's been really bumpy, but I really desired a relationship with my husband's ex-wife. I mean, we were sharing the responsibility of raising their two sons. And um, so I wanted it there and it wasn't always. And thankfully, um, last year, um, after some softer times in our relationship, I literally just, uh, she was moving back to the area and I literally just asked her, Hey, I'm doing a Bible study in my house. Um, want to come? <laughs> and she, she said yes. And she came and, um, our relationship really blossomed from there. And I just knew, I knew I was going to like her. I knew we could just get past, um, you know, just the junk that comes from divorce and build a relationship. And that's what we've done. And I'm so happy that we've done that. It is such a more peaceful position to be in. Um, but through that and opening my, my heart and my home to her, um, we discovered that we had a similar interest in serving other women. And I was literally sitting in church one Sunday just listening to a great message by my pastor. And all of a sudden I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me and give me the message to start a, um, we'll do an event really. Cause I've kind of been doing events here and there for other women in my sphere. I would plan a hiking trip or a girl's trip and, um, you know, very small scale. The, the, um, most amount that ever came were, um, six women and, but I was sitting in church and I felt the Holy Spirit tell me to plan a different kind of event. And he even gave me a number, a larger number to expect. And it was going to be a new year's event for women. And, um, and to invite certain people to help me plan this, you know, I can't do this alone. And so I did, I invited this, this, these ladies in my small group to help me plan it. And they were so excited and we did, and we planned it. It was, it happened on January 1st. It was called happy new you, you had came Katie. <laughs> and, uh, we had some great messages, um, from my, a friend of mine who's been working in ministry, just something to encourage women, um, and foster growth and, and really help them have intentional planning for the new year, um, versus new year's resolutions. 
and it was, it was beautiful. It was a wonderful event of, um, fellowship between, between all of us women and Yes. Um, yeah, that was an incredible event. Um, I really enjoyed it and I brought my daughter, um, Hannah and she enjoyed it as well. And I love hearing, um, the backstory to that. And, and what really stood out to me, Tess is like that, you know, you have to wonder like, would that have happened had you not been faithful with that one small, uh, you know, God laying that prompting you to reach out to your husband's ex-wife, Ham- Amber, um, and invite her to the the Bible study. And I think um, so often we look for these great big um, opportunities or or whatever you might call them, but God is just asking us to be faithful in the small, um, in in the asking the one person. And then and then we often see Him do these great mighty you know movements from the one small faithful um, obedient step. And so I just love that you had a heart for, um, you know, restoring that relationship and, um, and for the boys, you know, that that was going to be beneficial to your family. And so faithfully following that step and then look what God has done from that, just building that relationship with you and Amber in the, in your home with the Bible study, and then opening the door for, um, the happy new you collective, um, and, and that new year's day. So what else has, um, come from just this experience? I know you've, you've got some, some more exciting things planned for the collective. Um, so tell us, tell the listeners a little bit more about what's coming up for the collective and what, you know, the vision God has placed on your heart. Right. Well, the collective, you know, I, I love that we named it that because in true honesty, um, when, when wanting to get involved with other people, other women and ministry work, sometimes your ego gets in, sometimes it's about, and, and, and that's what was for me wanting, Oh, I want, I want to do something for other people. I want to be recognized. That's my, um, you know, my, my sinful nature kind of coming out. Um, but then there's the other half where I really do want to, to, be involved with other women and, and help support in any way possible. So when I call happy new you collective a ministry, I use it loosely because it really is just a collective group of women who've walked through life and different experiences, uh, made some mistakes and had some, some wins. And we want to share with each other and help each other grow, help support each other. So, you know, I've been walking the parenting um, role for a long time. My daughter's 20, about to turn 21. Um, I've definitely made some mistakes, but I've had some wins. And I'd love to share that with other people who are struggling or maybe need some, some advice or insight. And what works for one may not work for another, but that's kind of what the collective is about is, is coming together as women and supporting and loving each other. And I was a single mom, um, while I divorced my first husband before I met my current and it was challenging. It was a challenging time for me, um, in so many ways, just being responsible, for myself and my two kids and, um, trying to support myself financially, trying to walk, um, in my faith because I was new to really serving God and trying to do it his way. And, and so that's kind of, I really thought after the new year's happy new you event that I was kind of done for a while <laughs> and God surprised me of course, during my prayer time said, put it on my heart to say, nope, there's a new event coming up. And that's what we've got coming up for single moms, single ladies. And it's going to be just like an online event. It's free. 
And we're going to have a couple uplifting messages. We're going to do some giveaways, just a fun um, time to laugh and, and really be encouraged by others who've walked through that single motherhood, single life. Um, so my friend, uh, Kelly Bullock is going to be sharing. She was actually raised by a single mom. So she's got some great insight from that perspective. I'm going to be sharing a little bit as well, um, from my experiences. And then Amber, my husband's ex-wife, she's currently a single mom and she's going to be sharing some stuff from her life. And I, I just am so excited to be able to support single moms. Um, I've just got such a heart for that, just knowing what it feels like to be in that position. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever met a single mom, single woman who had a plan to be like that for the rest of their life. A lot of them long to be in relationship. And um, while we wait for that to happen, it is such a beautiful thing to be able to be supported by other women. So that's kind of where that is kind of coming out of. Okay. Wow. That sounds so incredible. Um, I know that, you know, um, there are probably lots of women listening um, to this podcast right now that are in that situation um, and are, are raising kids on their own and single moms or just single um, and haven't, you know, haven't been married or looking, you know, waiting to find the right person. Um, and so I, I am really excited about this event for you all. And I will put the link to um, in the show notes for you to be able to, to join that group or register for this event. So I'll have that information in the show notes um, for you. But uh, Tess, that just sounds amazing. And I think, you know, what, what I love about that is, again, I struggle with the same thing when you were mentioning um, about the struggle to, you know, letting, letting our... Um, flesh, you know, kind of dictate, like making things about us or wanting, um, you know, wanting to find approval or, or find our worth in, in, in a performance almost in kind of what people think of us or, um, you know, I was seeking approval at, at, at often in my life. It seems like my heart would always be in the right place initially. Like I would think about something, God would place something on my heart and I'd be excited about it. But so easily it gets turned into making it less about him and more about me. And, and there's just no joy in that. What I found is when that happens and when, um, when, when that happens in my life, I, it, it just steals all the joy when we make it about us. Sometimes you can find success even, but it's not, um, it's not as fulfilling or as joyful as when you, you really do things for the right reason. When you respond in the spirit and you say, you know, like, this is about, um, what, what God put on my heart for his glory. And I'm just going to walk in obedience, no matter, no matter the impact or how big or small it is. And I just love that to me, I can hear your heart in that, um, that you truly genuinely, um, may have initially wanted some approval, but then found right away that, that you genuinely want to help these women and are listening to God's, um, prompting in your life to, to do the next right thing of now, now reaching out to the single women and whatever else he has for you. And I just have a feeling that the collective is going to be, um, offering just lots of great things going forward in the future for, for women. So I'm just so proud of you friend for, um, just faithfully, uh, responding to God's call on your life, listening for his voice. And I know that that only happens when we are in close relationship with him. We can't hear the voice of God through the noise and distraction. 
So I'm just super proud of you. And I'm so excited to see um, how God continues to use you as you're faithful to him. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with the listener? And then uh, would you mind closing us in prayer as well? Absolutely. There is a verse that I came across that I feel like is um, perfect for what's going on in my life that I'd like to share. It's from Galatians 5, 13 through 14. And it says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And what this verse really means to me is anyone who knows Jesus and accepted Jesus in their heart is free. But that comes with responsibility. We then have to turn around and give it back. And, and that's what I'm attempting to do. That's what I'm encouraging others to do. And it may not hmm, go according to plan. I know mine didn't for a lot of years feel like I was really doing anything. But if you have kids, your first ministry is to your kids. And I'm, I'm 42 years old, and I would love to have a mom to call up and talk to about problems going on in my life. But because I don't have that, I just invest in other women and my 20 year old still needs advice. And so I just, I know there's always a place to really invest in other women's lives. And that's what I'm encouraging everyone to do. And just be open, open to it, open your heart up to it. You never know where God's going to direct you. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm just going to pray that over us right now. Father God, I just pray for anyone listening to this message right now, that they feel motivated and inspired and encouraged to invest in other women in their lives or men could be some men listening today, Lord. So I just pray that over them. And, and I thank you, Lord. I just pray blessings over Katie and, and anyone who's listening. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling in your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com or go to bit.ly forward slash anchored in discovery to schedule your free 20-minute discovery session with me to see how we can partner together. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored in Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.